Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'd love to thank our 2021 Mission and Vision Partners for their support of the Chamber through January of this year through the end of June. Um, with their support, we're able to offer so many great programs and events to our members. So thank you again to these businesses, and we really encourage you to support them in whatever way you can, um, whether it's shopping with them, using any of their services. So thank you so much to these 16 businesses for their support. Hi, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining us today. My name is Danielle Rexroad. I'm the Marketing and Communications Director for the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, typically for this month, it's been Eileen and I co-hosting together, but it'll just be me today. Um, again, we, Eileen and I have been co-hosting the show for the month of March because it is Women's History Month. Um, so we did a little bit of a change. Typically, Bill Vitiello of the Victory Bank is our host. Um, but to really showcase the month that it is, uh, we decided to take over for the month. So it's been a great experience. Um, we're focusing on highlighting woman-owned and operated businesses in the area. So last week we had Kristen Serbak of Beverly's Pastry Shop on the show, as well as Karina Hatfield of Wegner Insurance and Financial Services. So if you haven't seen their episodes, I highly recommend checking them out. They're on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and they are up on our podcast channel as episodes. Um, so check those out. It's also International Women's Day today. So really just celebrating women, all that um, women have achieved and continuing to work towards gender equality. So it's a really important day, um, very special month. And we have a great guest coming on the show today. Very excited to introduce her. Before we start, I just wanted to mention our program REACH, Empowering and Connecting Women. So if you are a woman in the Tri-County area, you are welcome to join this program. You don't have to be a chamber member. It's a great way to get connected with other professional women in the area. We have bi-weekly um, bi REACH coffee chats where a group just gets together to connect, chat, um, provide support, inspiration, great way to connect with other women. And we also have a private Facebook group um, where women get together. We you know, celebrate each other's achievements, share inspiration, uh, share motivation with each other. And it's a great group, so inspiring. Um, the group has grown so much. Our private Facebook group actually just reached over 100 members. So great milestone for us um, in our growth. So great to see that. And that's all I have today for announcements. And I'm very excited to have Coach Adrian Turner on the show today. Hello. Jean. Hi, Adrian. Thank you so much for this invitation. I greatly appreciate it. Anytime women are getting together, it's very yes. encouraging. Yeah, this this is such a timely episode with it being International Women's Day. You're, you're such an inspiration and you're so empowering to other women. Um, so if you could just inter introduce yourself, tell us about yourself and what you do. Sure. I'm Adrian Turner, and uh, my company is Turner Coaching Training and Consulting, which shares what uh, my organization provides. Uh, but I am extremely passionate about supporting women in business to be leaders, to take charge of their careers and to make a difference in their own lives and the lives of others. 
That's awesome. And you left, your background's really interesting because you had a corporate career for many years and you ultimately left that and sort of left the security of that corporate job to pursue your passion. Um, So if you could tell us a little bit about that and what made you feel the urge to leave that and finally kind of make that leap of faith to chase your dreams. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to say a motivation to become an entrepreneur began for me around 2002. I was still fully employed. I was still enjoying a very great career. Uh, The challenge that I had, though, was I didn't feel that, first of all, I could be authentic, be all of my true self. And uh, secondly, uh, I wanted an opportunity to to really be able to, to, to reach my full potential. And I felt that there was some limitations. And so that started to cause, I want to say, some angst for me. And I went on a journey of self-exploration to find out what is it um, that I really want to do for this next part of my life. Now, it wasn't until six more years after that self-awareness journey uh, that I actually took the leap because it takes time to get to know who you are and what you really want to do and uh, to have the courage to leave an opportunity like that. I mean, I was making six figures. I had six weeks of vacation. So it was a a, a big endeavor, uh, but it really all began with me asking myself questions like, what what is it that you really want to get out of the rest of your life? And I wish I'd asked myself that at 20. I wish I'd asked myself that at 30 instead of following the norms. And so it can be a challenge to to break away from what is predestined for you to do, to do what you are destined to do. Right. And, you know, with the security of your corporate job, like you already said, it's, it's difficult to leave that and really just jumping into the unknown. You don't know if what your endeavor is going to bring, how quickly it's going to be successful, what the challenges are going to be. So what were some challenges you did face when you initially left your corporate job and pursued what you do now? Uh, One of the challenges that I faced was, I'm going to call it a mental struggle, because you really do have to have a particular mindset. I call it a mindset transformation in order to do anything. You know, when you're not getting that. We used to get paid monthly. So the first month, I had to say, Adrian, what are you going to do when that first monthly check doesn't come in? So I had to prepare myself. So the challenge I had was ensuring uh, that I stayed mentally focused on my why. Um, Other challenges were I didn't have any connections. I've been in corporate America for 23 years. So the folks that I knew were the people that I associated with, you know, based on my role at the organization at that time. And uh, so, again, I just start from scratch and building relationships with individuals. Well, that can be a challenge when you are starting something new. And um, the third thing was I really didn't have much experience. So, you know, gaining knowledge uh, and finding the right tools and, and, and being at the right places. Uh, so I guess the overall challenge was that was a lack of mentorship or guidance. And I had to do a lot of things on my own. Now, when I eventually took the leap full time, that was another five years after I left corporate America. I had a first business that failed. 
So, you know, I had to recognize, okay, what is it that um, I need to do to ensure greater uh, success for myself when I take a different approach to another entrepreneurial endeavor? an incredible story that you have. And it's so inspiring because I think, you know, I know I personally, and I'm sure so many other people do, they maybe don't know when to make the next jump, um, whether it's a career change or, you know, a personal change. Um, but it sounds like, you know, because of how much self-reflection you did and kind of that introspection, you were able to prepare yourself better to make that jump. So that's amazing. And I'd love to hear more about what your specifically your self-discovery journey was like, what your practice was mm -hmm. to really um, ask those questions for yourself and find the answers within yourself. Uh, my self-discovery journey uh, came out of a problem that I was having. That not that usually how things happen? Like you, you get your back against the wall and then you've got to figure things out. Um, and so that's what initiated it. I was I was having uh, some some challenges uh, that made me say, wait a minute, do I, is this really how it's going to end? And I'm going to be very honest and, and share, you know, when I when I started my corporate career, like most people, I had dreams of being, you know, VP, CEO, you know, that's and I'm much older. So we I'm of that generation where you start at one job and then you uh stayed there for 30 years. Uh, but when I looked up, when I saw my future within the company, I said to myself, that's not going to enable me to do all that I want to do. So my self-discovery journal journey started with, and this is just who I am. It started as a spiritual journey. I had to figure out <laughs> You know, when we're working, literally, we all put on hats. I'm sure you probably have a, you know, you got to put on your work hat. At home, we got the mom hat. You know, with your girlfriend, you got the let's have a cup of glasses, a wine hat, right? We have all these different hats. Um, so that's what I meant. Like, I couldn't be my authentic self. Like, I, I had to show up as this corporate Adrian all the time when there were so many more layers to me. So the self-discovery journey was exploring those layers. And and the, the the themes will come out. That's what's important. You you one of my friends said that she remembered when I really started to launch. She said, Adrian, you shut everything down. You weren't on any kind of social media. I was in a place of reflection. So sometimes you have to do that. But through my journey of self-discovery, I started having different experiences. That's where you learn. I, I thought I thought I was you know, someone that could um, be a writer in a blog. Well, I eventually did that, but not starting out. Starting out, I was like, I can't do this. I just can't sit here and write forever. So that led me to other experiences, which eventually led me to starting to understand, wait, there's a, something out there called coaching. When I learned that Oprah Winfrey had a coach, her I remember her name to this day is Martha Beck. I was like, oh, that must be the job to have. Because if Oprah needs a coach... <laughs> And this was back in 2013. Now today, everyone is, you know, exploring this that discipline. But back then, you know, I just started reading, going to seminars, uh, listening to podcasts, watching TED Talks and journaling 
If you don't take anything away from what I say today, understand how important journaling is. As a matter of fact, and I hope I'm not talking too much, but I was cleaning nope, my office <laughs> on Friday and I found a journal from 2010. This was the year before I went to coaching school and just all the reflection, the emotions and to see my success. And I mean success in terms of not just my business success, but my success and growth as a person, just that gives you the fuel to keep that's going. Mm -hmm. right. That's amazing. Yeah. When you, uh, you mentioned that when you learned that Oprah had a, a coach, that was sort of an inspiration for you. Um, but before that point, and maybe throughout your corporate career, did you always sort of have a sense that you wanted to be a coach or at least be in some sort of position where you're leading others and helping them develop themselves and pursue, you know, fulfilled lives? Did you always know that or have that urge? So this is what I will tell you. I was always coaching people. And when I launched at a, as a coach, people said, well, that's not new. You were always doing that. That's how you know that you're on the right track. You're just pulling out of yourself more of what that passion is. So, you know, in coaching, we ask you to do this exercise. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? And most people that I know that are successful today, they're doing what they want always had in them, but maybe they didn't have an opportunity to explore it. So that's why it becomes natural because it was always a part of you. You may just not have had an opportunity to share it uh, more and live it. Right. That's awesome. With your, now you are such an incredible coach, such an incredible leader and your energy is contagious. You. You're so positive. You have such a great energy. How do you, how do you stay so positive and maintain that energy? Because I think it's so important when you are leading others and you are coaching others to be that light for other people who might be struggling or they might feel stuck. How do you maintain that sort of persona that you have now? Uh, I, two things come to mind very quickly. But the first thing I will say is it is incredibly important to have a team, to surround yourself with people who are invested in your success, in your growth. Uh, th these are mentors. These are sponsors. These are, I call them cheerleaders. They're, they're encouragers like, Adrian, you can do it. They're also people who will hold me accountable. Uh, and then you have these people in all areas of your uh, being. I, you know, I have a coach, okay? You know, coaches need coaches. That's how important yeah. it is. Uh, you know, I've got someone who supports me around my finances. I've gotten support in every area of my life. There's no such thing as work-life balance. But when you have an awareness of yourself, you start to recognize, wait a minute, I'm spending too much time over here. Or you have that accountability partner that says, hey, you're slacking over here. That's why you're feeling crappy. And then you kind of go, you know, it's just this kind of thing. So having and building a support team. And I'm, I, you know, I could talk about my husband who was, first of all, just said, whatever makes you happy, if that's going to make you happy to quit your job, you know, that first we start with him in terms of support. But the other piece um, is, is support and then having the uh, intuition or awareness to to ask the right 
questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I heard uh, one person, maybe it was Amy Cuddy in her book Presence, say that humbleness is meaning that you are not afraid to say what you don't know so that you can get to know the things that you should know. And I am one that always is like, when I come into a situation, the first thing I think of is who can help me? And then what do I need to do? And the what do I need to do part is around having a strategy that is key. Don't jump off of a ledge without getting um, having some sort of plan. And that makes all the difference. That's why I have a whole chapter in my book dedicated to goal setting. And I'll share one last thing about how important it is for women to strategize. Um, I want to say that it was uh, the Lean In organization did a survey and they looked at seven, 19 leadership competencies for women and women outscored men on every leadership competency except two areas. One of them was technical expertise. The other was strategy men outperform us. So when we understand that it is a game of skill, you've got to be purposeful for what you want and build a plan around that, anything is possible. Anything. I started with zero connections, very little information on how to start, run a business. And today I am so thankful, but I had to plan it and stick with my plan. You mentioned your book and I actually, I saw Eileen commented as well, wanted to hear a little bit more about your book and your uh, recent award you got. So if you could share with us your book, what the focus is on, what um, what drove you to write your book as well as your recent recognition you received? Sure. So I'll start with the recognition because that's easier. I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I am above and beyond like the moon um, happy because I've been awarded the Bernadine Legacy Award from Alvernia University's Women's Council. And, and I follow in the footsteps of two incredible women. So to be provided uh, this recognition, and, and I so admire those who have been uh, recipients of this, it just means so, so much. But my I want to call attention to the fact that uh, this is really to support other women because this award supports women who are at the final stages of their academics, but might need uh, more financial support to finish that degree. You know, you think of a of of, of someone who uh, you know got up to their sophomore junior year of college and then had to go work full time, and now they're moms of three kids and they want to come back. So this. A scholarship that is provided through this award enables that. So that's the award. Uh, but my book, which is called Fit for Success, A Fearless Inspired Transform for Success, really has six chapters. And all those six chapters, I believe, are the keys for success. You have to know yourself. You have to manage stress well. Uh, there's another chapter on goal setting, on building relationships, another another chapter on um, uh, your professional and personal development. So all of those are the things that I feel that are necessary for, for you to be successful, for you to find your fit in this world. Awesome. Well, 
Congratulations on that recognition. It's so well-deserved. You're so inspiring and you have worked so incredibly hard to get where you are today. Um, and your passion is so clear that you just are so fulfilled by helping others fulfill their dreams. So kudos to you for that. Congratulations. It's well-deserved. Thank you. Um, so we have a question here. Um, this is from Drew. He said, as a father of three daughters who are thinking about what it is they might want to do when they get out of school, what advice would you provide as they get started on their post-secondary education in a world that still seeks gender equality? Yes. Um, advice that I would give them is take as many electives as they can exploring different areas of interest. I think it's crazy that we at eight, expect people at 18 to know what they wanna do for the rest of their lives, right? We see so <laughs> many students who get out of college and they have like a degree in engineering and they're working in finance because it wasn't until their, uh, you know, their late junior year or senior year, they learned about this thing called finance, maybe through their best friend's father, who, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's important to try to find ways to explore different options to see what really resonates with you. And it doesn't mean you have to stick with it forever. That's the other thing. Like we can be so many things. You have many titles. I have many titles. I, I'm a, a teacher. You know, it just goes on and on. And I think that we get into the mindset that you have to do this one thing. So join extracurricular activities, start a club, do what is necessary so that you can find what experiences light you up. And then when you take those courses, you're going to do much better, not because you're studying more, but because you're invested more. That's that's great advice. Um, and I actually sort of relate to that because when I all through high school and when I first started college, I started out as a biology major and I was convinced that I was going to go into the STEM field with, you know, some sort of research or a job or a lab position. Um, but when I got into school and I started taking science courses, I realized how much it wasn't for me. Um, and it was really scary to make such a big change to a different major and totally change what I had thought was going to be my career path. So it's intimidating and it's scary, but it's so rewarding to just make that change and make that leap of faith. Yeah. So that's great advice um, of just exploring so many different options. And eventually you will discover what is meant for you and what you love. So yeah. and, good and advice. I want to say to all the, all the moms out there, now, I didn't do this, okay? <laughs> uh, but my mother did it to me. Because, you know, after we have our own kids, like, I'm not going to do what my mom did to me. <laughs> so my kids didn't work. I wish that I had, because my focus was, I just want them to focus on school and get the education. I realized that me working part-time at McDonald's in high school taught me team building skills. So not every kid is going to be on the football team or whatever. But we are raising a generation of women. If you're if your daughter don't don't just push the dial to her. Maybe she wants to play with Legos. Give them options as they grow so that we create a culture of women who grow up understanding that their choices are unlimited. I'm thankful that I went to an all girls high school. And that is, I think, a, a great reason why I have the passion that I have, because they were like, you can do anything that you want to do. And I was like, yes, my, you know, my teachers and my counselors said that. So when I went to college, that's the attitude that I had. 
And other people were like, I don't know where, who, where this girl comes from. No, you you just sit down here. And I was like, no, I'm not sitting down. I can change the world. So we we have an opportunity to, to um, put that in young people so that they go in a direction of their heart because it is gonna save them trauma, trauma in their, in their growing up and, and throughout their careers as well. When they find that it's important to do what aligns with who they are. I, I love that. I think, you know, I was very fortunate to have a family that's very supportive and oh, they said, just do what makes you happy. Um, but I think, you know, there are kids who maybe experience a little bit of familial pressure when it comes yeah, to their true. career and their interests. And even, you know, they have to play a sport that they're not really interested in. It's, you know, I think a lot of kids go through that. So I think the message that you just shared is so important. Just let kids discover themselves. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't force anything on a kid, like what they want to do with their life and what their interests are you know, let them do that themselves. And so that's a great message. I have one more question for, Thank for you. Thank you, Irene. Wrap up. <laughs> I'm responding to what I'm seeing pop up. I love you too. <laughs> it's clear you're loved by so many people, Adrian. Um, one more question for you. You, so many people look up to you as a mentor and as um, a positive influence. Who is someone you look up to yourself? And um, you know, you mentioned your husband has been a great support, that you have a great support system. But if there's one person that has kind of been your mentor, I'd love to hear who that is for you. Okay. I think it's important to have all kinds of mentors. Mm -hmm. So I have online mentors. Like I've never met these people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Harris is one. I follow her religiously and listen to all of her TED Talks. She's really good to understand women in business. Um, and so uh, that is one person online. Um, offline, um, I would say uh, someone that's a mentor to me offline, um, it, she's, a, she's a close friend. And uh, the reason why she's a mentor and we kind of mentor each other is we are invested in each other's uh, daily success. Like she calls me out. So it's not a, and, and we, and we were both business owners. Her name is Aaliyah Hammond. She's probably going to faint. Okay. Yeah. But um, we really mentor each other in our businesses, we, we learn differently because mentors don't have to be people up here. You know what I mean? Like of all the way up here. I think um, having a relationship with someone who's in a similar situation and growing as I'm growing is a, a wonderful mentor relationship to have. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I like what you said about having multiple mentors because I, I always sort of struggle to answer that question when someone asks me who I look up to or who inspires me because there's so many different people in my life that have had a positive influence. So I really like what you said about having more than one mentor in your life in all different areas. Yes. So thank you so much thank for coming on with us. Before we wrap up, if you could just share where people can find you, what social media platforms you're on. I know we've shared your website, but where can yeah. people find you? Well, I'm on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn, my, um, uh, at coach Adrian. And then, um, I have a TV show 
So you can watch, go to tv.coachadrian.com. You can see um, some past episodes where I have other women who are really inspiring in our very own community. I think it's important. You know, we look at the Sarah Spanks or, you know, uh, McKenzie, the uh, Bezos, but look around you. There's mentors around uh, around us every day. So instead of going for, you know, look, I'm, I'm seeing people who were once going for PTA now running for school board in their communities. Those, those are mentors and those are people who should inspire us as well. So that's one of the things that I, I always like to share in. I'm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And we're so grateful that we're connected with you and that we have the opportunity to, you know, you've come to multiple chamber events with us and spoken and you always leave people feeling so empowered and so positive and, you know, ready to take on challenges that they might be facing. So thank you so much for being who you are and being so incredible. And thank you for joining us today. It was a great time. Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you to the chamber. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Again, thank you to our 2021 Mission and Vision partners for their support of the Chamber. And we will see you on Wednesday with Jenna Armato for our next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com.